So yeah, we're just gonna leave that. Hi, welcome to Behind the Hype with me, your host, host Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Cherry Darso. Hi. And Jonathan Artisty. Dang it. Hi. I like it. I don't think it'll be the same thing next week because that would be ridiculous. But who knows? So I hope everyone enjoyed listening to John Singleton Month. I know I had a lot of fun diving into the movies, most of them. Um, and this month should be pretty much the same of, holy crap, these should be a lot of fun to dive into. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm guessing that this will be the first time where we review the worst movie first and they get better as we go along. But we'll see. That's going to be my guess, too. That's my guess. Because I don't think today's movie is a bad movie. I just don't think it's a great movie. It's very much an indie movie. Yeah, it's a low-budget indie film, and uh, it kind of plays out like one, but that's okay. Uh, so we're starting out with uh, Taika Waititi and his first full-length feature film. Uh, pretty exciting right. stuff. He went from this to Flight of the Concords, which I'm sure we'll do for where they've been doing at some point. I'm guessing, John, you didn't have time this week for another one? Uh, weirdly, I somehow made time. Oh, um, cool. What'd you have? Uh, Thor Ragnarok, because I've been watching... <laughs> all the uh, <laughs> Marvel movies in order. And uh, that came up actually a couple, like a day or so ago as I pushed through to the end. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I think my order after seeing them all, all the Thors in a very short period of time is uh, uh, Ragnarok is definitely better than uh, Dark World, but mm-hmm. I think I like the first one more. I mean, it's a tough and, one. And, and, and it's tough because the stuff I like about Taika Waititi as a filmmaker, a, a very humorous guy, the jokes. I like the jokes in Thor Ragnarok quite a bit, but it just, the, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to, it, it didn't gel for me this time around, which was unexpected for me. I mean, kind I of, could see it. I, I think you'd have to be in the mood for Thor Ragnarok. Like, compared to, like, the rest of the Marvel movies, which all kind of feel like a certain flavor of ice cream, Thor Ragnarok kind of does its own thing. So it could have just bumped you at the wrong time. Thor Ragnarok Maybe. is when you go to the soda dispenser and you're like, you know, I'm going to make a rainbow. We All flavors! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is Thor Ragnarok. But, like, the best yeah. and worst way. I know. It's, the way, it's yeah, when yeah. you do it the right way. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is amazing. Not the other ways where it's just, like, you throw up. But every now and then you yeah. have that, like, well, that, ta- that one didn't taste too good. Like, did you really have to get rid of Anthony Hopkins like that? Like, that didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. No, so there was a lot of those moments where it's like, oh, this is funny. I really like this. Or, oh, this doesn't quite work as a Thor thing. Oh, no, this was really funny. Like, all the funny bits still landed, but they were also at odds with the Thor bits, if that makes any sense at that, all. Having watched the movie multiple times, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I'm, I'm glad we had one for Where Have They Been Doing. Uh, it sort of just worked out as you're trying to get through all of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finish, by the way. Oh, what a beast. I'm Ooh. glad I'm done with Marvel for... Let's see, the rest of the year, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Black Widow might come out this year. You might see it. Who knows? Question mark? <laughs> Question mark. I really feel like, slowly but surely, Chewie is just being proved right that there is no Black Widow movie. <laughs> it's Dang all it. been a lie. They didn't actually want to make her a movie. They yeah, made no, a they... trailer, and they just didn't expect anyone to actually want to see the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Shit, they I guess the... we might actually go film this thing now. <laughs> 
<laughs> they've breathed a sigh of relief when the, the pandemic hit because it was like we just did the trailer here's hoping everyone forgets about the movie oh there's a pandemic oh good oh, oh thank everyone God. take five take well, five actually, take five we can actually go film this thing now <laughs> actually want to make more than one female driven movie i mean come on aren't they sated with one God, we gave them a movie and yeah. can't they just go watch wonder woman we gave them that, that one scene in a uh, avengers endgame where all the women were on screen at once is that not enough <laughs> No, because that was stupid. <laughs> hey, look, they're all together for some reason. Except and guess what? The woman that they're backing up doesn't need any of them to back her up. Yeah, and arguably the first female <laughs> Avenger isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> you go... killed the... Whatever. Whatever. Take it and direct that one, although nope. he is in it for a hot minute. Um, no, and, and, and his Korg is uh, wonderful. Korg Just... is always wonderful. Gotta Piss off, Ghost. <laughs> still great uh but let's let's uh let's turn back the clocks go way back in time to like what 13 years ago 2007 yeah Yeah, not not really that long ago but it feels like a long time ago no someone is starting puberty now when they were just born when this movie came out that's a really really weird way to look at it I dig it. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. It works. It's just a strange way to tell time. They get to the mm, emotion- Well, where would somebody be in puberty? Huh? Nope, that tracks. A 13-year-old <laughs> is getting to the same emotional level that Jermaine Clement's character in this movie's at. Oh. Except maybe they'll get past it. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, no, that now that works a lot better. Uh, so today's movie, if you have not picked up from uh, either the file you downloaded or us kind of dancing around it, is Eagle vs. Shark. There are no animals in this movie. Um, it's a bit of a bummer. Isn't there a cat the oh, there might be. Point? I was making the joke that no eagles fight sharks okay, uh, as much as we would like them to. She uh, kills a seagull. She does kill a seagull. <laughs> right. And if you really want an <laughs> eagle versus a shark. a seagull. <laughs> yeah. And if you want a legit eagle versus shark, there's a video online right now on the web circulating of a eagle or some big bird of prey just I taking a shark away. I believe it's a hawk and it's a baby it's shark. A and you know, do 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 do. That's not it. Uh, <laughs> I was going for. It's electric. Woogie woogie woogie. <laughs> now nah, I don't even know what I'm singing, but I know what video you're talking about, so we yeah. have that. <laughs> but yeah, there are link it in the show notes. So you have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let me look in our show notes. Ooh. Um, yeah, so Eagle vs. Shark uh, came out 2007. I middling reviews to be a little nice to it. Uh, Roper of Ebert and Roper famously said, they've already made this movie. It's called <laughs> it's called Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Ooh. Roper with the hot takes. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> although, we'll get into it. I do see what he's talking about. I disagree with him. But his claim has a little bit of merit. Um, but yeah, so so we can kind of dive into it. I'll do a very, very quick breakdown because I'm the one who picked it. Uh, I remember being very excited for this movie. And it didn't come out in any theater near me, which was kind of a bummer. Because I was, you know, I was in college. It figured it should I mean, God, was I in Chicago at 2007? Maybe. Um, but either way, I wanted to see it in theaters. I wasn't able to. I eventually rented it and watched it. And I went... It was all right. Uh, so, yeah, quick breakdown. So, we have Jermaine Clement, who plays Jared, and Lauren Taylor, who plays Lily. Jermaine Clement's a bit of a doofus. Lauren Taylor thinks she might be a doofus, uh, but she loves Jermaine Clement. She's mousy. She's mousy. And she is just smitten. 
for Jermaine Clement because he comes in every day and orders his food at the restaurant she works at. And she's like, mm hmm, that guy is going to be a stone cold fox in like 13 years. Um, and she was right, let's be fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, so she loses her job. She's a bit bummed out. He invites uh, an attractive girl at her place, or at her job, to go to a party who clearly is not going to go, but she goes and it's a dress up like your favorite animal. He dresses up like an eagle. She dresses up like a shark, and we have a title of a movie. Um, slowly but surely, they start. They become romantic. Uh, he reveals to her that his whole life has been building up to a showdown with this high school bully, and he needs to go back to his hometown to face off with him. Uh, so he takes her with, uh, because her brother has a car. While there, she befriends <laughs> his family. He goes nuts because of lots of problems that he doesn't know how to deal with. He breaks up with her, but she doesn't have a ride home, so she just kind of has to hang out for a few days until the bus shows up. She becomes better friends with his family while he kind of goes off the deep end of trying to impress his dad, and it doesn't really go that well. He eventually faces off against his bully, who a year ago got into a car accident and lost uh, functionality of the lower half of his body. Jermaine Clement beats him up anyways, or tries to beat him up anyways. Uh, loses the fight, runs away, realizes maybe he isn't all that he thought he was, and she realizes that maybe that's okay, and maybe they can still make it work somehow. I'm not a huge fan of the ending of this movie. That's partially why I uh, I don't think it's the best. I don't think it fully sticks the landing, so I kind of fell apart there along with the movie. Um, but that's where we're at. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, quick round the table. What do we think? I just kind of made my, my opinion pretty clear. Well... This was one of the movies that I saw when I had all the free time in the world in Chicago. You know, young and don't have very much money, but have a lot of free time. So I saw this in a free screening, probably waited three hours to see it. Um, I remember being like, I see potential, but I felt awkward and terrible the whole time I was watching that. Uh, and really, it's just not the genre that I go for because even people describe it, compare it to Napoleon Dynamite. I feel that. I don't really like Napoleon Dynamite. It's a style of comedy that I'm like, when you constantly want me to feel like I shouldn't be here, I actually don't want to be here and I don't want to watch a movie anymore. <laughs> a fair response. John, what do you think of it? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of sitting in very similar circles as you guys in your opinion in your views and even to the roper review having seen i was into napoleon dynamite dynamite when it came out and me and a few kids in high school we were like we thought it was just hilarious and we knew people in our uh, midwestern school you know our grade of 30 people like we knew we knew people who fit all these little things and it was kind of great really? and that awkwardness that moment in time was the perfect time for me to just enjoy that level of awkwardness and throughout this movie, I'm just like, ah, this is... At a certain point, I was wondering how much time was left in the movie. And I don't mean that because <laughs> it was boring. It was more like, these things aren't landing and the awkwardness is so sustained. And it wasn't as endearing the longer this movie went on for me. No, I feel like it just takes a little too long for Jermaine Clement to kind of come around. For Jared's character to kind of stop being napoleon dynamite like i don't want to keep comparing it to napoleon dynamite but that really is the best comparison because a lot of his mannerisms are very similar to jared hess in napoleon dynamite he has like the yes he's the same sort of like uh, physical mannerisms he has some of the same like verbal mannerisms like it's just a lot 
there's just a lot there that really kind of harkens back to it. And I don't think it was intending to do that at all. I think it's just kind of unfortunate that it shaped up that way. I just feel like the characters in this movie are more real than Absolutely. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. For mm-hmm. me, everyone in Napoleon Dynamite is like a cartoon character. Like there every... was a cartoon show. It was? There was a cartoon show. After the there movie, was, there yeah. was a cartoon yeah, show. But like, it wasn't very good. Is That's one of the... I can't... That's the only thing that is a saving grace for Napoleon Dynamite for me. I'm like, it is superly awkward the whole time, but it's all heightened reality. This yeah. movie, I feel, is more in reality, and a lot of these people are just sad. And, But here's where I'll, I'll counter just a, a hot minute of, uh, yes, you're right. They are more real people, and it is more relatable. Does that make it better? Kind of? Because I see what you're saying, where the, the heightened reality of Napoleon Dynamite is his own thing. Like it kind of makes it as awkward as it is to be there in the room with these people. Why these very awkward moments, like the hand on the knee with the uncle and uh, I forget Kip or something. His brother's name is Uh, like all these moments. They're played for laughs, but they're also played in this world of like, Oh, this is just a joke. Like clearly it is almost like a, like a sketch movie. Whereas this one doesn't have that feeling. So it feels more real. So when there are problems with the movie, uh, say like story or character or something like that, they resonate a lot more. Whereas Napoleon Dynamite could get away from these things because uh, because of that heightened reality. This one, when you notice like the glaring issues, that uh, I know Chewie has one, uh, I'll let her get into in a second. But when you notice those glaring issues, they bother you a lot more. So uh, whereas I could say, like I think it makes it a little bit better because I think the characters are more realized, they're more three-dimensional, they feel like real people. I, I can't really disagree with, what, I'll let Chewie take it from here, but with what she had to add. Well, the me- core message of this movie, from what I get from it, is that is unconditional love, which co- feeds into this fantasy of the nobility of the mother-wife. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I hate that. <laughs> I never like those type of characters. Uh, if she would have been like, we can be friends at the end of this movie, I would have been much better with it. But the, I do like that they end on the same sort of like graduate type moment where they might have made the wrong decision, more so she might have made the wrong decision. I mean, she did make the wrong decision. Yeah, because... <laughs> There's this character that Jermaine plays, Jared, is not a man. He, I understand he had a lot of problems growing up. It stunted his emotional growth. He, he now might be in a position to grow up. And it's not her job to bring him there. He needs to get there himself. And the movie establishes it in a way that no matter how many times he lies to her throws her under the bus, breaks up with her, has, like, just aggressive tendencies towards her, she will love him, no matter what. And it's just like, why? Yeah, no, the... the, I'll even take it one step further of you you said unconditional love. It's not even unconditional love. It's unconditional, like, love at first sight. Yeah. Like, it's it's such a weird... It's cute that they share a mole. It is. It's cute that they share a mole. It's cute that they do a lot of things in the movie, but everything you just said is spot on. Like, yeah, like the, the whole... Her just waiting for him to figure himself out so they can start the relationship, it's bullshit. Like, and it's just... It's fucking weird. Because I, cards on the table, I saw this movie when it came out, and I haven't seen it again since. And in my head, 
I wrote a different ending. I was surprised while rewatching it last night that they ended up together. For, in my mind, I always remember them not ending up together because that's the logical conclusion yeah. here. And it's not anything to say, like, I don't think Jermaine Clement did a bad job with Jared as a character. I think he did a great job. All the actors uh, are top notch. Yeah, they, like, it's clearly a little bit low budget. They're a little younger. They're not fully in their, their craft yet, but they're good at what they do. They Like I said earlier, they feel like fully three-dimensional characters, which is great. But that also means the problem of when this happens, it's like, okay, well, now this three-dimensional character is a fucking asshole. Why would you end up back? He apologized and got you flowers that you're named after. Yeah. That's not enough. Yeah. And it's a classic sort of tale almost of being stuck in the castle against your will with a guy who everyone is telling you you're meant to be with. And you kind of just get Stockholm Syndrome and then end up with him. Because she gets stuck... With in his house for three to four days after he yeah, breaks yeah. up with her. Yeah, about uh, that. And then she develops good relationships with his family, even though his father treats her a little bit better, a little bit. By the end More. of the movie, he's warm to her. In the beginning, yeah. he's a little, little cold. Well, but. yeah, because the the whole family has problems. You have oh, a, yeah. fa- a father who may or may not actually have any problems walking is just definitely clinically depressed. Uh, a sister and husband are just constantly getting into Ponzi schemes. And then I don't, you shouldn't really understand if it was a younger brother or a younger nephew who didn't really seem to have anything. The guy in the, the Megadeth shirts? Yeah. <laughs> I don't and know. Then, and then cool. an eight year old, nine year old, eight or nine year old daughter who just seems sad. Well, of course she's sad. Her dad is Jared. The guy sucks. Yeah. But he, okay, so there, there's two things that I, I think that uh, we should try to at least approach a little bit and the first one is what I, I think the intention of the film was and I'm totally making this up I have nothing to base this off of I didn't listen to any commentary I don't know Taika but this is what I got from the movie I took it as here is Lily who sees herself as the world's biggest loser and here is Jared who sees himself as the world's biggest badass he's gonna go back to his hometown prove how awesome he is and kick his bully's ass and they kind of meet when they're both in the wrong spot. Like, she is not a loser. She's actually pretty great. He's kind of a loser. And throughout the movie, she slowly realizes that she gets to know his family and sees, like, how they see her, like, seeing herself through other people's eyes. Her confidence just starts spiking throughout the entire thing. She starts hanging out with new people. She goes to a party she wasn't invited to. She drinks and has the night of her life. She sleeps in a bush. Uh, she has a great time. She comes into her own. And at the same time, Jermaine Clement, who was at that level of confidence, is just crashing down all the way to the point where he gets his ass kicked again by his bully and realizes, oh, maybe I'm not that great. So you have this sort of like uh, like twin ships meeting in the night sort of thing of, whoa, we're both on this path. And at the end of the movie, they kind of land at the same place. That's what I think the movie was trying to do. I don't think it fully pulled it off because... And that's where I'm going to get the part two. Um, there is something to be said about a film like this being written by, written and directed by a man. When you have the male character have all of these crazy backstories and expect to be taken for all of this bullshit and the woman who's just willing to. She's just an orphan. She's just an it's orphan. That's the only backstory she, we get from her. Yeah, and then you have all this stuff from Jermaine Clement. And there's always something I think a little bit interesting whenever you hear... Uh, like complaints like we've just had about the film and you look at the writer director writer director producer it's all male 
and it's like yeah that tracks especially this early in his career like this low low budget thing i can't imagine he had a lot of female voices on set trying to help him and i'm not trying to take a dig at taika i think taika's great but this early in his career i could see a little bit of that masculinity problem being I, there oh totally it's a yeah. male fantasy film yeah it's and for a male fantasy film it's a good one it would well no i can't say that because that's my pairing for the end of the movie the thing <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like I said. It, this is a movie illustrating the fantasy of the nobility of the mother wife. Yeah. And there's lots of men that want that type of wife, the one who will love them no matter how terrible they are to them, and be motherly. And that's what she is. The whole movie. She never really. She kind of talks back to him. He mostly asks her questions, and then she will reply emphatically. Like, when he's like, do you want to have sex? Yep. Like, I mean, it's a very cute scene. It's very cute. Except, you know, it's probably terrible sex. It lasts for, like, 30 seconds, and they both have their shirts on. <laughs> but You're uh, not wrong. <laughs> it looked like pretty terrible sex. Uh, she, I guess, enjoyed it because she came back the next day. Well, she's had a crush on him for we don't know how long, and she finally got to sleep with him. Yeah, she's feeling pretty good about herself. Yeah. I don't know why her her sights were set on that guy, but, you know, good for her. <laughs> she got what she wanted. Yeah. There was a moment of, like, him? Like, <laughs> when I realized at the very beginning of the movie, like, I like Jermaine Clements, but, like, him? Yeah. In, in well, the, that's why I had to say that. this movie. That's why I had to say that joke at the beginning of the movie. Of, like, she knew how attractive he was going to be later. Because you look at him in Legion, that's an attractive man. <laughs> He is very attractive. In yeah. Movie. You look at him and you go for a shark. Ooh. But they were purposely that mullet. Like. Oh, here's the th- <laughs> like another thing. Like I got to give like hats off to hair and makeup in this movie. They took oh, two yeah. rather attractive people and successfully made them pretty dorky. She was never not attractive. No, they, they just mousied her up yeah. a lot. But like whenever they got a close up on her, it's like, ah, you got to keep the far, oh. <laughs> keep it far back, man. Or we're going to realize that she's a hottie. Like it just the, doesn't. <laughs> her eyes. I could fall asleep with her right. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you probably should put context in there. Give her a different color eye. Give her a give her a white one. <laughs> well, and, and props, too, to the actors. Because you kind of have to, for these two people, they'd have to act unattractively. And I can only imagine what that problem might be like. <laughs> to act just like, to slump, slunch, slouch over and, like, put that into the performance. So, I mean, props to them. Because I could buy it from... The performance but like you guys said if, if you're not careful you look too long it's like wait a minute mm, these are good looking people yeah. <laughs> hang on i mean that's most movies wait a minute wait a minute who are you trying to fool here and I, I don't know how long it took to film the movie but i will say in the beginning of the movie i thought jermaine clement looked a little bit more nerdy and then by the end i'm like that's just a handsome guy in a mullet yeah with some <laughs> yeah. mullet with bangs yeah like i see what you're trying to do but that's just a handsome guy with bad hair. <laughs> right, right. So so even even as these kind of problematic elements are happening, it's like, oh no, she's gonna be mother wife to him and this is the idealized you're like, you know, but he's you know he's not fooling me. He's good looking. <laughs> you know, they should be together anyways because they're good looking. Yeah. Wait, but no, that's not right. No, wait, no, that's not the point of this movie. <laughs> that's not the point of this movie. But wait, no, but they are. By the end I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> even for the problems, it's like, yeah, no. I wish she could have told him off at least once, because I'd be more comfortable with their relationship after that. Like, especially when she comes back after the party, and he's just berating her about 
not, of her not coming back. It's either that because like the the whole like the way he just throws it in her face of the whole like you should be careful because next time there won't be somebody waiting up for you. It's like, what does that even do for me? She, you did nothing. She didn't even know he would be waiting up yeah. for her. Yeah, you weren't a thought in her mind. Like, and dumb, dumb. A lot of that dialogue, taking it out of context, is funny. Yeah. I mean, it is funny. It's just when you really think about what he's doing and she's just standing there taking it, then it's not as funny. No, I agree. I really wish she had pushed back just a little bit harder. Because you have that moment when uh, when she's out with his dad. And his dad talks about, like, oh, yeah, my wife, she moved over here. He's like, wait, I thought she was dead. He's like, no. And she's just like, you just see that look on her face. I'm like, how much has this motherfucker lied to me? <laughs> about right? almost everything. <laughs> Every day. He, he never stopped lying. Yeah. He is a compulsive liar. Well, he tells her that he's depressed. And if you're a certain type of depressed person, you also turn into a, a liar. Yeah, no, they, they often go hand in hand from my very minimal knowledge. Um, but, I mean, either way, like, you just kind of have this, like, constant betrayal, constant lying, kind of a dick, rather violent. Cockle. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, <laughs> cockle. It's a, yeah. it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> from his sister. I yeah. love his sister. A wiener chasm. Holy shit! Her sister and her and her her his it's, sister and her husband are now thirteen years after the movie came out. By far, my favorite characters yeah. in the movie, and only because of the fucking tracksuits. Oh, those are some great tracksuits. <laughs> and they're constant Ponzi schemes. No, no, no just, the tracksuits are great in and of themselves, especially the husbands, who's always wearing this short shorts tracksuit. Yeah. Um, which is just <laughs> hilarious. But the fact that they they sell these tracksuits like that is part of their job. And one by one throughout the movie, sooner or later, every character wears one. Which means they've sold them to everyone. Yes, they're caught in a Ponzi scheme, but they're not bad at it. <laughs> they're not bad at it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought that was a, a nice detail. I appreciated seeing a lot people, uh, the people in them throughout the movie. <laughs> oh, especially like when Lily has to wear hers to the party. I'm like, oh, I just love this. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have anything else. No, she would have been better off just going naked than in one of those tracksuits. But, you know, good for her. <laughs> She ended up naked at some point, just running off into the ocean. Woo! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I just love it this. Is, it's, it's a horrible scene. Not horrible scene. It's a very well done scene, but it's horrible watching Jermaine just berate her. But I love that. So where'd you sleep last night? In the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> just so matter of fact. Yep. In the bushes. The dialogue is the best part of this movie. I mean. Taika's a fucking great writer. You can see all of the potential for the future in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was great seeing this movie and Thor, two very different ends of time. <laughs> and to see those same things exist early, this early on in his career. Yeah. And, the, and it the, was so great. The awkward stylings that he was using in this movie definitely got polished up to bring us what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yes. There's so many things here, and like that's why it's kind of fun watching this one because there might be some bruises on it that we don't like. There might be some problem problematic areas, but like you can just see such an insanely strong voice just right out of the gate. It's like, yeah, th this is a guy to watch. Yeah, and and it's, it's yeah, I agree. And especially even though the like I agree with Chewie that the ending like I don't like it. I think her your idea of just her dumping him, moving on. She doesn't even need to dump him. She could have been like, once you figure your stuff out, we can come back to this type yeah, yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, 
Because he'd already broken up with her. They're not a couple. All she has to do is say, oh, thank you for the flowers. Maybe we'll date when you figure your shit out. Yeah. Yeah. When he doesn't need her to be his mother, essentially. Yeah. But again, I mean... I mean, but even yeah, even though only... despite that, yeah. like yeah, I'm, I'm, after watching this, just trying to go back in time, I would be interested to see where he goes next, and I would definitely be on board immediately for whatever next film he does, as yeah, of 2007. I, absolutely, I mean, because it was just kind of, and it's tough to say this when we go back to like the beginning of the episode when we're talking a lot about Napoleon Dynamite, but just kind of looking at it from this like kind of original new fresh voice like it was kind of different at the time like yes we've seen this story time and time again but we i just kind of felt different and i couldn't really especially at the time i couldn't really put my finger on why it felt different now now knowing who taika is as an academy award nominated director Mm -hmm. we'll get there in a few weeks Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) but like just knowing who this huge voice is it's just kind of like oh that's what was different right and and knowing that that he's (laughs) And knowing that he intends to put some more serious, grounded elements into his humor, and that you're going to kind of get both of those, I think what, going back to this after knowing about Taika was a benefit because it's like, oh, you're 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 gonna be you're gonna bring some of these more serious elements into the goofiness and kind of try to weave them together a bit more so than a Napoleon Dynamite, which is all cartoon, all silly and ironic, and it was like that's that's that vibe, but this was more earnest. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, as opposed to Napoleon Dynamite, it just took, like, I don't want to say it took risks, but it kind of took some more risks. Like, it, especially, like, with the ending of, like, fighting the bully, like, clearly everyone watching that scene is like, okay, well, the bully's in a wheelchair. Um, he doesn't look or sound like that bad of a guy. And he's apologizing. And he's apologizing. And, and, like, it's, not, and it's a real apology. Yeah, like, he legitimately feels bad for affecting Jermaine's life the way that he did, even though, like, clearly Jermaine Clement is placing a lot of blame on him when it should be going more towards his dad, but, you know, that's that's for a therapist to figure out. Um, <laughs> but, like, you're watching the scene, it's like, oh, okay, so Jermaine Clement's gonna learn his lesson, and, ah, we're starting the nice swell of music, they're gonna maybe shake hands, and, oh, he's whacking with nunchucks now. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> like, that would hurt. Those hurt. So bad. Wow, hurt, he, he's really going to town with those nunchucks, and, uh, oh, and he's getting his ass kicked, and, wow, that did not go the way I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> it went the way that, in real life, you would kind of expect it to, if he started fighting. I, I can't imagine, <laughs> I still can't imagine that anybody still would fight him after that apology and seeing him in a wheelchair, I'm like, oh, wow, I am just hanging on to things I don't need to be anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, that should be a really good wake-up call. But no, it took him getting taken to the ground to be that wake-up call. Hmm. All of his training just didn't work out. What training? <laughs> he had that, you know, that that stump, that tree stump thing, like in uh, Three Ninjas. Yeah. But in the Three Ninjas, there was a bell and lights, and when you kicked it in the groin, the lights went off and went, ding! He didn't have that much time. They didn't have budget for that in this. Come on, jeez. And then he had his bike and he had a picture on the wall that he did his thing. I just imagine that uh, Jared's character really liked the movie Three Ninjas. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I'm not sure if they got Three Ninjas in New Zealand, but I'm assuming they did. Yeah, it's just his level of thought process with karate seemed. Well, 2007, they probably got it just then, right? (laughs) (laughs) What is this hot new movie? Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Uh, we should just do three ninja movies from here on out. I think I've only a, seen the one. I think there's four of them. I don't know. Four or five. 
I've seen three of them. I saw the the original trilogy where they recast all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, uh, the OT. <laughs> the so only what, OT. What have we missed in Eagle vs. Shark? There's a lot of elements to it that we could bring up, especially like early or late 2000s movie. The score is, or the, the music choices are good because they all had to be good. They're indie movies, so they put yeah. good music in them. Uh, uh, I do have something that we, we have, I don't want us to gloss over oh. too much, is the video game that they play when they meet. <laughs> the cell, like the homemade Mortal Kombat-esque thing. Fight Man? That, yeah. <laughs> Which was a delight to see that level, like those some old school graphics, but just like they made it for this. It, so good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I also liked that throughout the rest, or at least for the next big chunk of time throughout the movie, this is Lily. She's the best female fight man player I've ever seen. <laughs> she, right. like, she legitimately gets respect from him for that. She yeah. lets him win. She just stands there. Yeah, she just, and he doesn't realize it. Because, well, I mean, it's Jared. I mean, it speaks volumes to how smart Lily is. She knows yeah. if she wins, she loses him. Yeah, he would just get mad. Yep. And call her a lesbian, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, frigid or just some other, like, insult bullshit. Well, they just they right. call women lesbians several times in this film. Oh, it's yeah. It's, like, the main insult. Yeah. Weird insult. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it, it was... I wasn't expecting it to be a custom-made game for the movie. And the level of detail to be so intricate. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I definitely enjoyed, like, they even get to put in, like, their own names. I'm like, you couldn't do that in that style of game. It oh, would whatever. be fun. I'd play that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I-, I want it on the Switch now. <laughs> Switch port. Fight man. Just get on Twitter and message Taiko ATD. Do you still have that coding? Can you yeah. email it to me? I'm sure he'd be like, what? <laughs> Can you give it to me in an After Effects file and I will do the rest. Thank you. I'll take it the rest of the way. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I think that's uh, that, that's pretty much everything that we can kind of get through in this movie. Yeah. So it's time for favorite moments in space. Sorry, that's not right. <laughs> uh, mine, uh, I'm going to have to go with, it's a weird moment, mostly because we don't like how the ending worked, but I still love the moment. And that's the stop motion Rotten Apple Core. Healthy core, no apple. Aw, they do f- belong together. Because he is rotten to the core. He's rotten the core. <laughs> she has no outer shell, but together they'd make one whole apple. Aww. And, like, they go on their own separate journeys, which is the inclination throughout the film, and then they eventually end up on the same beach together. I'm like, oh, I would have just, Taika, I would have just watched a whole movie about these two apple bits getting together. Yeah. You didn't have to put people in this. <laughs> so it might not be my favorite point story-wise, but it's just such a sweet moment. Out of context. Yeah, so. I ask anyone who watches it to be like jaded or ironic while watching that and not be like, oh, that's Aww, sweet. Look at that. Two little apples. Yeah. They're going to fuck. I like. <laughs> Gross. That's how, that's how I think it. Yeah, look at those two cute little apples. They're going to do it. I'm happy they didn't animate that. Uh, I like. Budget. When she refuses to sleep in the tent and he comes and he just marches back with the tent. It, goes, it smells over there. There must be a dead hedgehog. <laughs> and then he wakes up with him having crawled out of the tent, just clinging to her. Oh my God. Just just him getting back in the tent, like, and the tent just falls down on top <laughs> of him. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> where, where, I mean, I don't know. 
New Zealand's wildlife very well. Are there wild hedgehogs there? Honestly, have no idea. Yeah. I didn't do any research about that, so <laughs> can't tell you. Random dead hedgehog. That smells really bad. Uh, John, what uh, about you? You know, I think out of all the scenes in this movie, for there are many, uh, probably when they first meet and they they gets into like the oh yeah it's a, a shark he, like he kind of sizes her up their their first meeting with the costumes i think it's that was funny for me so uh what are you matrantula <laughs> <laughs> seriously all the animal costumes are fucking amazing i mean for making them at home really fast they're pretty dang fucking good. amazing that really makes me go like okay Maybe these aren't real people, because these wouldn't look this good. <laughs> I've been to theme right. parties. There's like ten people that do great, and everyone else half-asses it. Yeah. You know, I bet if you tried to cosplay those costumes from this movie today, you'd probably be spending a hundred-something dollars on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. These to, were not to match slap the, dash together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, I, but that said, I still want to cosplay as <laughs> I'm the tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid choice. <laughs> So double feature with this one could be a little tough, but Chewie already has one locked and loaded, yeah, so I'm going to let her go first. 500 days of summer. God damn it! That was going to be mine! <laughs> <laughs> Why was it yours? Because <laughs> it's the same sort of thing where it's all about a guy having this idea of what a woman should be, essentially. And whether or not Taika intended that. Like, I feel like at the time he really liked the idea of the noble, unconditional love female trope. Uh, And same thing with like 500 Days of Summer. I mean, in that movie, the guy is obsessed with the perfect idea of a woman who is once a quirky bro and also a slut. Yeah, I I would argue that 500 Days of Summer uh, has a few more problems than this one. Oh, yeah. And I even like like 500 Days of Summer. A few more problems. I enjoyed that movie, but... There are some problems. <laughs> but it's the same. It's I feel like they would pair well together. Unlike the weirdness of what men expect and what women actually want. Sure. Uh, John, do you have one? Um, <clears throat> I think so. This this one, it's been a while since I've seen this one. But it, I think it would be, if anything, an interesting pairing is uh, this and Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oof. You took it to a Just dark something, place. oof. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Welcome to the dark place. Oh, yeah, it's true. Oof. <laughs> but all like, I have I, to I'm say. Willing, yeah, I'm willing to go I'm to... I'm not coming to your double feature. I'll, I'll add that. <laughs> it's a lonely double oh, feature okay. before I, I'm there by explain, myself. Explain, John. Explain. Uh, the main and only connection is just the awkward, like, awkward people. And the rest of it's just extrapolating out from that in terms of expectation. Like um, the scene with the him confronting the bully. No, at no part of that was I able to predict where that was going to go. And kind of the same with Welcome to the Dollhouse. So both take very interesting directions. And you wouldn't ex- – like you'd be surprised by having one after the other. Okay, that works. Yeah, I'm going for weird, weird and dark. <laughs> as like the double feature theme, so weird and dark. No, I, I like it. Uh, the – Welcome to the Dollhouse was one of my favorite movies for like five years. And then uh, after those five years, I rewatched it and went, that's a great movie that I will never watch again. 
Right, right. I have a feeling if I ever went back to that, I'd feel the exact same way. Yep. But just knowing that, I'd be like, well, that would make a very interesting experience for someone's feature at the New Bev, for example. Sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Uh, shit. So I also thought Welcome to the Dollhouse. I wasn't going to pick that one, but it was in the it was in the wheelhouse I'm along sorry, with 500 Days of Summer. No, that was it. Clearly, it clearly fits, or we both <laughs> wouldn't have thought of it. Uh, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> I have like two or three that I'm like between because they're all would be a very strange double feature, but I'm kind of okay with it. So let's. Oh yeah, uh, I. Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim. There it there is. There you go. Uh, this is the universe. Uh, yeah. Is it the universe fights, or the world? Fights the world. Versus the world. Uh, John, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think. Versus yeah, the versus the world. Okay. Yeah, uh, Scott Pilgrim, because really, because I actually think that'd be a pretty good pairing. I'd watch this one first and then move into Scott Pilgrim. It's kind of like that. Here's the grounded, odd people. Like, this is what they, this is kind of closer to what they really are. And then you go to Scott Pilgrim, this is what they wish they were. Right. Oh, maybe, you know what? I'd flip it. Scott is also a major jerk to a girl who's super dedicated to him for no good reason. She pushes back a little bit harder, but they do still end together and they shouldn't. (laughs) But I never read the book. John, you read the books, right? Do they end up together in the book? Uh, I forget, because the end of the book is really weird. Oh, okay. uh, especially with uh, Gideon, because he has a bunch of X's in like, a weird stasis chamber power thing, and it gets it gets out there. Having watched the movie and then go back to the book, I'm just like, oh, what? I really should but, read that book. But in the book, yeah. in the book, Scott grows up and i don't remember if he ends up, i think he ends up with ramona but they both come at it from a very equal like we've spent time away scott you've grown up and then they come back i think See, that's uh, better that's better yeah because the movie is just kind of yeah. like oh i guess i forgive you for being such a dickhead yeah no knives should just gone off on her own thing yeah um, but knives does go off on her own yeah knives thing. does go off on her own thing ramona Flair. he ends up with ramona Flair. Oh, knives. it's been a while since i watched that movie yeah, yeah. but there is actually an ending where him and knives end up together and they didn't use that and i'm like thank you because She's cooler than him. Yes, yeah. so much cooler. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Scott should have ended up alone, and he should go and become a better person. And then date somebody. Yeah. Just like Jared. Ah, they do fit together. Hooray! No, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably end up with Scott. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. He can pull, he a, can pull, sword or he can pull a sword out of his chest. That's awesome! He can walk into a room to the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> like, that's that's a... <laughs> That's a, that's a superpower. That's a good... I like that. <laughs> it might get a little annoying, but it'd come back around. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of annoying. Can, can you come back in like a as week? As long as I can figure out how to do a Kramer entrance successfully and not fall over. I think you had to fall a couple times. You'll get yeah. there, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that that was uh, Eagle versus Shark, the first of the month for Taika Waititi. Uh, I think we did pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did good all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, we, we've done poorly before. I'm not going to name which episodes, but we, we've done bad before. I think this is another one where I'm like, I feel very harsh on this movie during the review, but I'm like, I don't hate watching it. I think that's kind of fair. Like, I, I did the same thing, but like, we kind of mentioned that throughout. Like, there are glaring problems in this movie, but I think that's kind of of its time. Uh, young director, young writer who... Uh, let's be honest, if Taika Waititi rewrote Eagle vs. Shark to make next year, I think he'd make a very different film. Yeah. It'd be a little bit funnier, it might be a little bit more bombastic, I think the characters would be more even. Uh, he's just a better filmmaker now. Like, I don't yeah. think we'd have these problems. But I, I, that's why I'm willing to 
to forgive these problems and be like, yeah, it's not a bad movie. Like, just watch it with this stuff in the back of your head of like, yeah, there's some shitty parts. Yeah. Yeah. And a good, and a good indicator, too, is like if we would watch it again and, and anytime soon. And for this one, I probably would. Like, because there's yeah. enough that's good in it that that it's, it feels fine. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't feel like watching this any other time soon. Like, I would, I'd put it on again. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it's there's problems. Maybe at the end of this, at the remake, she <laughs> says horse and he says damn. Give her the upper hand. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so next week, coming up, we have the movie Boy. Boy, Ooh, I'm excited. I have not seen the whole way through. It was one of those movies that I started when it hit Hulu, and then my internet went out, and I'm like, I'll finish it tomorrow. Tomorrow never came. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen the first I got 45 the... minutes of Boy, and I really liked it, and I can't wait to finally finish it for next week's episode. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I think I never actually saw the very end, and I don't remember anything from it now, but I saw it at AFI Fest years ago, and I had to get to another screening. And I was like, this is funny. This filmmaker's great. I love him. I hope he gets to make more in the future. <laughs> and now I look back, I'm like, oh, you sweet summer child. Oh, yeah. He, he did quite a bit more. Uh, speaking I've of... never seen Boy. So we have Boy next week. The week after that, we have The Hunt for the Wilder People. It's another one that I've seen half of. I don't know how I've done this with so many fucking Taika movies. And then after that, <laughs> we're going to do Jojo Rabbit. Woo! Uh, which John already Woo. watched for Scarlett Johansson month, so he gets to rewatch. Lucky him. Uh, and I'm just really excited for all these. Yeah. Like These are movies that I've really kind of... Jojo Rabbit, I was going to watch as part of Scarlett Johansson month, so I was saving it. And then we just didn't have time for it. I remember what we swapped in instead. So I'm like, ah, well, we'll do Taika Month, and I'll watch it then. So that one has just been on my radar for months now, and I finally get to watch it. I'm really excited. So th- I think, yeah, that's everything, right? That's four yeah, movies. I, I, if anything, we may have a little bit of a sidebar during the Jojo Rabbit episode for Scarlett Johansson's performance. Yeah, because I, mean, uh, some, I know it'll address some complaints we've had about her roles too. So like, I'm excited for us to revisit this with a. Uh, with both Taika and even her performance, too. I believe, yeah, this will be the first crossover of any of the people we've covered. Yeah, maybe. Exciting times. Woo! So let's do a quick round of plugs, <laughs> and then we can say goodbye for this show and every other show on the ATH Network. Check out ATHpod.com. On Mondays, we have Casual Cartoons, or I should say on Monday, we have one more episode of Casual <laughs> Cartoons. Uh, I believe it's this Monday. It might be the Monday after, depending on scheduling. Uh, and then after that, I am working now with everyone from Venture Bros to finally do a Venture Bros finale. We're hoping to have that up in the second to last weekend of July. And then the very last week of July, the final Monday of July, should, if timing works, be the first episode of Welcome to You Are Doomed, the podcast about Frisky Dingo. Uh, and beyond that, be sure to check me out on Nintendo Main. I guested there last week. There was a really fun conversation just about Nintendo in general. And then they... They spend like 45 minutes talking about uh, Animal Crossing, which I have nothing to add. But it was a really fun episode, um, and I, I really recommend checking either the, both the episode that I was on and any of their shows out, because Nintendo Main is just a great podcast. Uh, and then coming up soon, I'm on an episode of Damage Boost, where Brock and I talked about uh, Nintendo, because I just finally bought a Nintendo Switch, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I've got to get on there eventually. Uh, Damage Boost, Brock, uh, he's invited me, and I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. And then we haven't talked since, so yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, I've noticed when uh, when being on Brock's show, I'm going to cut this part out. You really just got to be like, yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it next week. You kind of have to, you have to push. Right, right, right. No, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll cut that part out. Uh, Chewy, what are you plugging? <laughs> Superstore. Woo! Watch Superstore. Woo-hoo. Make sure we come back. <laughs> <laughs> 
because of the COVIDs. Yep. <laughs> We're not sure what's going on right now. Let, let's all keep watching Superstore. <laughs> Just, you know, even if you've seen it like 10 times and you're kind of tired of watching TV in general, uh, you know, turn it on and go do something else. Yeah, you know. In between Marvel races, turn on Superstore. Yeah, I'm assuming everybody else yeah. is watching Marble races nonstop Just like me. tweet about it a couple times. Yeah. Get some trending yeah. out there. Yeah. And, John, I, I believe you have some Demon Days plugging to do. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> we've got Demon Days every Wednesday. You know, four, four horny tiefling just doing their thing, causing chaos in a world of make-believe. It's great stuff, and you're missing out if you're not listening. Um... And then after that, I guess uh, we have a Discord, we have a Facebook and Twitter, and yeah, chat at us, yell at us. I've been trying to, to post more games to our Facebook. We've had a lot of fun so far this week. I'm going to keep trying to do it every day. We'll see what we get. Yeah. Come check that's us been out. fun. Yeah. Uh, so that's everything. Thank you all so much for listening. This was a lot of fun. And we'll see you next week with Boy. 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 Not the one with the one in the wall. Oh my god. Could it be uh could it be from Phantasm? Boy <laughs> Or God of War Phantasm Boy. instead?